Hiya! Starting 10 minutes early today. So, you're at the Cinta Detox personal blog, uh, which is to do with the training I did over 10 years ago when I used to work at DHI. And that I was in training as a detox therapist of addictions and diseases. Uh, I trained in acupuncture and acupressure. Obviously, I've got some other things going for me uh, before that because I've been to university previously as well. And we're still engaging on and off. Obviously, I've been to college before that. And I'd also studied to be a chef and I trained in health and hygiene where catering and hospitality is concerned. So of a few elements before I started doing the training and work at DHI over 10 years ago, um, since then I've done further studies um, and engaged with other academics as well. Um, I've done formal stuff, accredited stuff, there's lots of free training, I've had two different orgs. Um, I used to have a sincere.org.uk to begin with. Now I've got a sincerecommunity.org, and um, that entitles me to lots of free training and other types of registrations within the type of business that I have that's in separate entities which is all to do with detox. So from life coaching, personal trainer, uh, from being a dietitian to a nutritionist and an acupuncturist and that also practices acupressure. I mean, I practice acupressure at best um, compared to acupuncture. And uh, I actually, although I officially I only trained to do five points within the auricular, auricular therapy, um, they, I do know that there's, there is more than seven, there's like just over more than a dozen sites in the ears alone uh, that are pressure points. Therapy. So right, this is a free access event, uh, and we're live. Hi. Um, this health event itself is addressing the subject of brokenness and the cliche. So reforming your engaging in detox, or you have, uh, and the self-care of that therapy. That's like a rehabilitation within the addictions and diseases of it. Not necessarily substance misuse, because addiction itself is more than substance misuse and disease as well. And the causes and symptoms of it are not necessarily all to do with substance misuse. It's not because of substance misuse solely. You can have a disease or diseases for completely separate reasons. Right, so a reformation, reforming, 
and being reformed. It takes cooperation. And it takes consistency of character to really see it through and become reformed. Being natural and exact in manner and nature throughout emotional darkness of life is not just an education in itself, but a horrifyingly bad experience. It's traumatic. The whole trauma trap of trauma, it's more than torment, it's more than pain itself. Whether it be that acute or chronic trauma, can be psychological, can be emotional, it can be of fear and hatred, it can all be tied into the point of a detox. And the experience itself, within a bustling community of society, that makes on suffering. Because we're all sufferers. I've been a sufferer. I know I've been a sufferer. I know that how easy it is for me to become a sufferer and suffer. And that's without the extreme of being really vulnerable and relapsing. Psychological stories of loss and grief, they shape our psyche in life. And as everything happens for a reason, that gets to cause grievances, burdensome symptoms with no solace. Now solace is something I take really seriously, but not as a Christian, I've been a Christian since I was a little lad, since I was like a, an infant, since I was about four years old, and I had a really staunch Catholic grandmother um, who'd been to see the Pope and everything and survived the First and the Second World War. So like, against the Nazis, I know religion's not for everyone. It's all right to be atheist. As long as the personal views are too conflicting, within the point and you can have a mutual respect for someone who is Christian or Muslim even, or Buddhist and so on <clears throat> we must understand that how to appreciate the circumstances of these such situations overcome the stereotypes plus the overuse of endless heartache so we if you're an uncompromising person, then you're talking heartache. And our heartache can literally just be down to something as simple as a stereotype. And if people don't let go, and you're always prompted and reminded about the overuse of things like stereotypes, it's a really common factor within the likes of disagreements conflicts of interest you know I'm sure people do it subconsciously as well so if you're an uncompromising person or you're impatient 
this, this event's not really for you. It's for a free access event. Maybe you'd like to just stay because at the end of the day, what I'm addressing is redemption. In association with my Bark profile, that's me as an independent therapist within my brand community organisation, my role there, promoting myself as an individual through social media, because here we are, Facebook, hi Facebookers, and I'm promoting myself as an individual detox therapist in association with my bar profile. For my adult learning arts therapy, I provide coaching skills. Formerly, I've done stuff at university. That's to do with life coaching, mentorship. I offer like a pretty basic support, and like, I wouldn't like to go too far to the extremes and be out of my own depth. Academically, my humanities tutoring, also basic. My social sciences counselling, also basic. I say basic, I mean, I've done some intermediate and advanced stuff, but it's better for me to keep it basic. As a social media network here at Facebook, Twitter and so on, it is caring and motivated. We counsel the doubtful times and sorrowful moments. <coughs> and we do that as collectively as groups of acquaintances and close friends and friends. And that to counsel each other when we can find a time through the doubtful times and the sorrowful moments that are only temporary because do remember they are only temporary and you'll find that in all relationships it doesn't matter whether you're married or whether you're single and you're just mates with a group of mates that's a relationship you find it with the people that you work with or people that you study with at college and university you know it's a relationship even a relationship you have with your dog because that can be affected too and apart I'll wedge it right out with a spanner or at least try to even a relationship you have with your parents and that or your brothers and your sisters <clears throat> and these temporary sorrowful and doubtful times and moments in our lives are to do with an unknowingness because that's what it is it is an unknowingness that's why these things happen not necessarily our fault in the fault of who's to actually who's actually to blame it's unknowingness and those wrongs are are hardships that's what we suffer so from the point of brokenness and a cliche to be broken. I'm a broken person. We're all broken. I was saying yesterday at the paid event. Everything I've been through 
all the loss and the grief that I've been through, all the grievances I've had, even my my own unrehabilitated state that I had, especially in my thirties when I had my breakdown and I become a heroin addict, and I was for like a number of years until my self-referral engaged in rehabilitation. I was a broken person, I've become more broken. I'm, I'm an orphan, as of my 40s, I've become an orphan. I don't have any parents, both of my parents are dead now. I'm a middle-aged orphan. That, in me, is brokenness. And in my recovery, being rehabilitated, heroin my brokenness, I'm a broken person. And the cliche of that is the actual overuse that lacks originality. You know, there's an abundance of that in life, an abundance of that in life, you know, and the cliche of brokenness is an experience we all go through, even when we're at school, you know, without the bullying and the lying, but just even at school, the overuse that, of lacking originality, lacking substance in those that are heartbroken. You know, so these are all temporary states of discomfort and that. So, as a means of like redemption and reassurance, we're going to carry on. So, out of habit, we must be vigilant. Because outside are the frontiers of cliches to leave us broken. We must comfort ourselves, comfort others. Even in our own discomfort, even when we're hurting, or when our friends are hurting, and that makes us hurt. We must comfort ourselves, comfort our own brokenness and others, comfort the cliches of that. We must repair what has been broken inside. Repair our feelings and others when it comes to the cliches of that brokenness. You know, don't be seduced at the end of the day. Is it easier said than done? Maybe. But don't be seduced. We're all delight in stuff that's kind of a little bit wrong or a little bit unpleasant, you know, or that causes tension or arguments. When it comes to all the flower power, and the sugar bubbles and things like that are the most simplest. We're going to just break it right down on the substance misuse to the most basic thing. This is a bit wrong, really, at the end of the day. Arguing for, no, no. It's a con. It's a con. It's not a pro. It's a con at the end of the day. You know, um, instead of the argument against, which is like, clean and not in trouble, not being a problem because of it, 
and not the least bit argumentative, really. At the end of the day. So, like, to be started any sort of like, war over the shame of delight in the likes of what has left people broken and is littered negatively with cliches. It comes to nomads, like not the misnomer, also a certain miss. It comes to the nomad avert. You're looking at prevent. There's more to prevent than simply being on the side of the Taliban, like a Roman. Right. So, and that where they are, the false doctrine of the Quran. Prevent means avoid. Now, you avoid all the issues of your own brokenness and the cliches to go with that. Or the brokenness of others and the cliches that go with that. Then you are not altogether, pardon me, you're not altogether engaging in the redemption. Engaging in the redemption of repairing and reforming in righteousness the issues of brokenness and all the cliches. What this is is a transformative thing. Because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to like critique the ideologies of stereotypes. <clears throat> and that and critique the uncompromising and impatient unknowingness that causes sorrow in the first place when it comes to things like brokenness and all the cliches that go with it. So even if you have to take a word that you hate and deform it, take a word you hate and deform it to just be able to repair the whole permit issue with the message itself for righteousness and for grace, transform the experience so that it becomes less of a problem. You can proclaim a bit more comfortably. You can proclaim in the face of confrontation. You can proclaim in the face of those that don't want to know in their unknowingness and uncompromise and impatience. You can proclaim to the nothingness. And like an, in terms of the nihilism of it, you know, let's pressure, like a pressure, or peer pressure, or group pressure, a trigger, and that, that nothingness, and you can heal yourself to those who don't hear the message, and you're alright, you'll be alright, you know, you're being that reforming state 
of redemption anyway. And you can still be broken. You still be in a plain old brokenness. You can be calm. And it's all right to know better. Trust me. <laughs> and you can help people. You can help on the promise. And uh, you can help on the word of God. And uh, you can spread the good news of the Gospels. And, uh, or you can talk about Buddha and Zen and everything. Or, you know, it's alright. You, you can even spread the message of piety and being pious as a Muslim and so on. Even like the Hindus. And as a Hindu, you can, be a, you can do that as a Hindu as well. You can do it as an atheist who's just right on righteous, but you don't actually believe in God. Well, that's okay, but you're a good person and you got it right because you're, you're like, you're righteous, you're spreading the correct message of brokenness and all the cliches that go with that. And whilst you're doing that, you'll be subject again, subject to what you're going through, subject to what you're without at times, and subject to the same old kind of worse reality as long as you can live with that be alright with it embrace it and uh, embrace that it's a critique you're critiquing the ideologies of the brokenness and all the cliches you're the master <laughs> you can do this and you can do it in solidarity because you can do it with your mates, you can do it with your mum and dad, you can do it with everyone who agrees with you at the end of the day. To know better and be righteous in the redemption of this perspective that we're dealing with. Because this is like a perspective, this is a slant on life, right? This is how it seems to us, this is what we understand, this is what we know at the end of the day. And in this knowingness, that we are developed as a transformative critique on the ideologies of brokenness and all the cliches through solidarity and through division as well even between a neighbour of like your neighbour from hell uh -huh. and that or between those that impose their stereotypes on you like a unknowingness which at the end of the day is temporary even if you can't get through to them in the slightest it goes in one ear and out the other it makes no difference you can be calm you can know better you can be righteous you can enjoy redemption you can be successful in that no matter the ideals of people and their stereotypes, no matter the loss and the grief and that of every bit of common, overused, problematic as well. Because it is issue giving, making, <laughs> unreformed, right? Unredemptive. Do you see? You get the point. You follow me? All right. So let's have a look at grief, loss, and bereavement, and how we can help ourselves with that.
within the critique of this. It's like a little mind, it's like a mind tool. It's a mind tool, it's a little bit of psychology it can go a long way. So, at the end of the day, within what is language at the end of the day, because this is about language, the orientation we're dealing with, it's like a, it's a pathology type thing. It's of behavior and at best, speech. So with that, a little mind tool, or like, goes a long way to improving a lot of things in life, a lot of issues and situations within the circumstances and influences of what we're dealing with, the subject theme. So like, grief, right, well that's a really powerful one, isn't it? I mean, it's a temporary thing, really, um, and it causes emotional hardship and that, and a lot of heartache, it leaves us vulnerable to sad feelings in our lives that are deep uh, like a scar inside us or wound that takes time to heal doesn't heal straight away until you get really used to it now I, talking for myself I've been through grief so many times, like more than a dozen times, I've lost so many f friends and relatives and uh, and my pets and everything. I'm far too used to it nowadays. It's still... When it happens, it makes me feel sad. But I recover quickly. Is the point I'm trying to make. I recover quickly. That visceral wound inside me repairs really quickly so grief well there's some mourning so and when it goes awry um we need to recognize that we need to pay attention to it we really need to give ourselves a big hug and that and look after ourselves you know it might take you whatever five minutes it might take you an hour mindful of it it could take you a day or days and like even weeks years if it's like the first or second time you've, you've been through it and that's someone really close to you that you've lost right it's a complicated thing it's a process within your pathology and your your inner makeup your inner makeup when all this social kind of you know makeup or camouflage of our identity and everything is when you take all that away and what you're left with is the same impression of our state so it's a complicated thing and we need to recognize that we need to pay attention to it to say hi this is a free access event you can see someone's there I already started like kind of like over 10 minutes ago um, if you read the description it's about brokenness and all the cliches of that so it's a this is about redemption so within being mindful of engaging in reform and that so that we can critique the ideologies of the issues and that comfortably 
uh, as a group of people that support each other and that maybe you do this with your parents or you do this in your faith with uh, your Bible studies group or whatever however you go about this or you just do it all on your own and how righteous you are and you know better to be able to deal with these temporary life issues like at times and that in all those moments uh, like conflict and confrontation and that pose all the problems that they do in deeply affecting us in life so still looking at grief as a response to loss and living with that and effectively coming to terms with it like I said like for some it's not easy they're inexperienced you know and it's personal so in developing a way to transform the effects of those kind of circumstances and situations that happen this is what this is all about this is what we need to undergo we need to undergo those changes for the transformational critique of dealing with the experience of loss and the more we go over it the more we think about it the more mindful we are about it the more that we're developing the critique the more that we are not helpless because helplessness is something that I've had a problem with if I had a problem with it as a teenager and in my 20s and I've had a problem with it in my 30s it's still an issue it doesn't have to go away maybe it doesn't it doesn't it's not such a negative experience in my mind like it used to be helplessness is not a good thing especially if you take it on board in a really negative way so that it's doing more than the adverse it's like and it's really eating away at you and ruining your life that's terrible it's not what we want it to do it's not what you need it to do we need to like embrace that and and fill up fill up the point with Redemption, fill up the point, critique every issue that litters it as a problem as it is, problem that it is, and that so our feet stay on the surface. We don't want our feet in the water of any troubled water whatsoever. We're not gonna sink, no sinking, please. That's not what this is about, no sinking, please. We need to stay out of the troubled water of that. We need to be able to recover. We need to be okay at the end of the day. And we need to be able to confront and deal with every experience that poses a problem to our hope, poses a problem to our healing, poses a problem to our expectations and the anticipation of the critique. This is the critique, this is our doctrine, this is our critique. We're critiquing our ideologies, because that's what they are. 
brokenness and all the cliches. We're able to recover from loss. We're able to recover from sadness. We're able to recover from depression. We're able to recover from disassociation and detachment. We're able to recover from being disenfranchised. We're able to recover from disloyalty. We're able to recover from pain. When it comes to death and a dying society, like right now, let's have a look at last year, COVID-19. COVID-19 in 2020, that's a dying society. Here we are nearly at the very end of 2021 and it's more of an issue than it ever was last year. We're still a dying society. Death is prevalent. Right. So, let's be reflective. You can pause it, make a cup of tea, whatever, burn some incense, and uh, maybe you just want to switch off completely or put Radio 4 on or something or watch EastEnders. It's all good. We'll stay right there with us, or me at least, and uh, and be reflective. Let's contemplate. Let's contemplate on COVID-19. And be mindful of the dying society that we are and the death of it all. And uh, thinking back makes me think back. It makes me think back to 1991. Other pandemics. With Harrow in 1991. It makes me think back before that and in the 80s with HIV and AIDS. And uh, I mean, even when I was like 13 years old and I was just doing my mocks in my GCSEs, there were girls all over the country in the same age as me who were having smear tests, you know, whilst a bunch of perverts were being nicked for being filthy with the whole spreading of the point in the first place. So like, this is a synopsis. What what I do is a synopsis. This is what I've been doing for years. I'm just in my synopsis stage. Don't get me wrong, I've got a thesis to go with it, but it's only a synopsis. This is like, my philosophy is one of being caring and motivated and I try to do that within my brand so my brand sincere community right so you might just get to understand exactly what my thesis is all about at the end of the day and any antithesis or antithesis if you like a similar word whatever you want to say it I understand what you're saying but like at the end of the day we're talking like it's those things in life that are the opposites of course it's the opposites well said so like the sincere versus the insincere at the end of the day that's next level waffle that 
I would have to present along with my essay in arguing the whole point of my philosophy in the first place throughout every root and branch of that litters my thesis right so there we go at the end of the day but I'm still a synopsis I'm not doing a PhD I'm, I'm not doing a PhD right at the moment I don't know where I get the money from for that but at the end of the day <clears throat> I'm still the same synopsis this is a synopsis this is all to do with appraisal because at the end of the day appraisal is key within the philosophy to caring and motivation when it's sincere and the extreme which is the flip side of that being the opposite and insincerity is uncaring and unmotivated right issues and that posing the point of the critique we're dealing with and its ideology because in itself the opposite of of the opposite of being sincere and that and being caring and motivated the opposite of that is an ideology it's an ideology folks that's what I'm critiquing and both sides of that are all to do with appraisal so here we go just stripping it right down to the very basic point of the whole the whole problem and issue at the end of the day and how temporary it is how common it's very common you need to get used to it and that and be able to recover effectively and overcome these stereotypes that are always conflicting always in conflict because of appraisal but so are we this is the thing that side is all to do with appraisal the flip side of it the other side of it is all to do with appraisal who's gonna win it's not about it's not about competition this is where we go again and solace so like solace is all important to me this is not really contest this is not a competition this is our way in life to get by in life and get on with our lives right without the issues and the problems and that and the trouble that it causes or potentially can cause us in life and that to conflict with our way and our truth this is the message that's what I'm telling you darkness can be your friend don't let the darkness be your enemy make it your friend Make it your righteousness, make it your redemption.
Make it less complicated. Make it a process and a means. Make it effective. Fill it up with love as well. Like, all you're trying to do is know better. You are righteous enough. You cared. You were motivated. And you shared the good message. Your audience is my audience. Your example is my example. Your sorrow is my sorrow. Your sentences are my sentences. Your words are my words. Your vocabulary is my vocabulary. Your adult learning is my adult learning and your arts therapy is my arts therapy. Right? We're sufficing, we fight the good fight in a way, but we don't need to walk off with the belt like the title was ours, yeah, and everything put to weeping, yeah, is to be dead. Because at the end of the day, that dark wave of sorrow, yeah, the woe, a foe, or woe and foe. This is not the fair ground of woe and foe, yeah, yeah in all honesty, all that. When it comes to moaning and the righteous moaning and the unrighteous moaning, there is that thin line between love and hate. You can even make it a wall, and it's a wall, a nice great big one. Great big wall and put it up there, build the thing right up, have it there in the way. Because that's a good thing, it's a great thing, right? It's our wall. You can even draw on it. I'll let you draw on your on the wall. Draw on it all you want. You want to paint the wall? Go on and paint it. It's all good. How to use these tools, right? How to use the way to understand, yeah. How to feel good with laying these wreaths. How to feel good about these iron gates. How to feel good about the bell ringing. Yeah. How to feel good about the toil and trouble. How to feel good about publicly acknowledging. Yeah. All of these terrible, irresponsible yeah, things and the violence and that. And, uh, and all its mad rubbish that wants to cause us misery that wants to leave us trapped in the definition of trauma yeah, and sorrow and, uh, and woe and foe becomes 
a funeral hymn, yeah, within a groups that cared and were motivated, crying their eyes out, yeah, and proclaiming their hearts, what, to a deeper meaning, in submission, in redemption, and like, well, you know what, that is like worse reality. It's worse reality, it's, that's not going to happen, because that's not the message, we've got the good message, alright? So, it's not all ruin at all. Pardon me, I'll just drink this coffee. Never dwell on this negative stuff, like in helplessness, because they, they, that is wrong. That's not the way to do it. It's not the way to do it at all. Never, ever, please don't dwell on the negativity of these very common stereotypes, right? That are of issue, yeah, and a problem now and then, and that to cause tr- us trouble. Never dwell on it, like all is ruined, all is woe and foe, and that. <clears throat> Never do that. Negativity is not allowed. <clears throat> Never like sit back on the hills of that sorrow, yeah. Like a pair of ruined shoes, yeah. Can never do that. Nobody can do that. I can't feel your shoes, regardless. And I doubt you betray your own shoes, even as a very disloyal person anyway even if you're very disloyal in nature and manner anyhow um, you would be very determined and argumentative about how you don't betray your own disloyal shoes anyhow but we're not sitting back on that on that we're not sitting back on that anyway we're speaking up we need to speak and that we have to let the situation and its causes understand that we have spoken. Yeah, that our manner on the nature of these regretfully embarrassing things, yeah, because that's what they are. That's it. The, the opposite of this point <laughs> as started a very unrighteous fight yeah within the regretfully embarrassing state of the sorrow or sorrowful manner snap out of it is the point they need to snap out of it that's how we critique the ideology we're critiquing the ideology the ideological of the subject theme brokenness uh all the cliches of that and all its common stereotypes it's the thesis part of my synopsis again where they the opponents because there's some sort of opponent 
the opponent seems to think that incorrectly, albeit unrighteously, that you can suffice by fighting the grace of our good message for the negativity of, you know, making the foreseen The issues are this. It's a big bugbear. It's like a big bugbear, isn't it? It's a bugbear. It's the bugbear come to bug you. And they're like, oh, it's that bugbear. The bugbear's kind of is roaring, arr, growling, arr, come to bug you and bug you. Bug you and bug you. And you don't want the bugbear too. So, like, listen up, bugbear. You may not. And don't. Right, so. I think I've gone on quite a bit. I'm trying to look at how long I've been doing that for. I've been doing it for like 40 minutes. You know what? Probably need to take a break. I like to finish my coffee and that and chill out. Maybe like make a, make a nice, healthy, nutritious sandwich and that and knock out a cup of tea and put my feet up for half an hour and that we've engaged again you watch this you get to watch it in your own time it's a free access live video it'll just be there like at the business page of my personal blog for the brand detox help yourselves to it share it with your friends Share it on Messenger, share it to your profile, share it at groups. Let people know, you know, and good luck. I hope that helped. We'll get back to this. I'll probably do this event again and I'll revive the point um, at a later date, like, I will, like I'm going to do with the one that I did yesterday. That was a paid event. So um, good luck. Stay safe and well. Stop, help, help, stop, help stop the spread of the virus and that. Take care. Thanks for watching and that. And good luck. Remember that you can always contact me if you want to contact me on Messenger or send me an email and that. Or give me a call. Phone me up. My number's there. If the phone's off, I'm sorry. Get back to me later. Or at least send me an email or something. Or leave a comment. Leave a comment in the feed. Give me some feedback. All right. All the best. <laughs>